When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is on the air, and we got a lot of great answers to some of the questions we've been talking about here the last couple days. Like, what character evolution surprised you the most? Which character did you hate at first that maybe you now like or that you liked at first and don't like? Which character changed your perception of them, the story, and other big things, plus some answers about breaking the wheel? Who was better suited and most likely to break the wheel. What character? We've got a great call about that. Take your calls. Going to react to it. That's how it works here on Daily Thrones. Uh, we have, uh, you know, the, we're building towards Season 8. we got the uh, this production schedule we know is going to go long. We're going to be hunkered down for a while. So it's you, me, and our voices about Game of Thrones right here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So I'm going to mention two character evolutions and the changes that changed me. <laughs> Um, the first one is the Hound. I just love the evolution of that character. Uh, everything that he learns, everything that he goes through, everything that he does that you, you would never expect him to do. <laughs> uh, his encounter with Air, with Arya, um, his weird relationship with her, I, I just love it. Um, and then the other one is Littlefinger, Peter Baelish especially at the end like that moment when he falls on his knees and just cries and begs Sansa for his life I mean it's just brilliant and I don't know I, I just never would have expected of him to do something like that so those are my two favorite character changes Hey Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, George R. R. Martin has managed with the character of Cersei to change my perception of women in high fantasy. Normally we get very strong women in science fiction, but not in high fantasy. If you see what this woman has, has had to go through, and I'll say it, the white privilege of the Lannisters, that's sort of what they represent in our day and age. Had the men in that family, that initial family unit, had just done what Tywin wanted them to do, just do their job, do what they're supposed to do, keep the line moving forward. And the power of patience would have put the, kept the Lannisters in power. But Cersei, a woman in a world that does not like them and does not respect them, had to learn how to use power from the fringes. And when the time came, um, she took revenge and took what was hers. Cersei is my choice. Thanks. So Santiago, two good options, and Kevin with a good talk about Cersei and what Cersei means to him. I'll start with the Hound, and I mentioned the Hound yesterday on Daily Thrones when I talked about what character change, uh, you know, did I uh, like and was surprising and caused me to look different at the character of the Hounds. The Hounds on the list, but are kind of early on, you build sympathy. But what I love about the Hound's change is even now in season seven he is still the hound he's true to himself and i think you could say that for a lot of a lot of characters in game of thrones their changes don't exactly uh completely change who they are but the hound more than any of them kind of never really changes on the outside he just changes the goals his perceptions his beliefs on the inside 
even now, like I said, when you see him, when he challenges his brother, uh, when he's north, uh, north of the wall, he's still gruff. He's still the hound. I think the moment that I really, really got behind the hound and understood him a little bit was when he was challenging Arya and what she was thinking and what she wanted to do. And he, and, and, and he says the, uh, you know, the saying, uh, how many Starks do I have to behead until you understand it? He knew how the world worked, for better or worse. Now he might be part of changing that world a little bit. We saw that when he uh, buried uh, the farmer and his daughter and became the grave digger. A little nod there. But it was the Hound maybe making things just a little bit better, even though he knows he couldn't change the world. Though maybe looking back, he thought he could have changed it for those two. Though maybe their deaths were inevitable. So there's something about the Hound's change that is natural and it stays true to himself. It's just a changed perspective and a changed attitude towards what you're going to do to other people in the world. And that's a valuable lesson. And that comes from the Hound. Peter Baelish's change is one that I think a lot of people didn't like how it was executed. And maybe that's part of the problem. The execution, pun intended and not intended about Littlefinger, uh, was disappointing maybe just because the writing was bad or maybe they didn't handle it well. I get that. But maybe a lot of us were just upset that the super wonderful, cunning bad guy, and he was a bad guy, that we had all kind of grown to like. And I know there's a lot of Baelish fans out there, and I can understand it, and I'm kind of there with you too. But there are some dedicated Baelish fans. His change was he got in over his head. He started to lose the battle. Chaos is a ladder. He kept telling us that, and it got him. He fell off the ladder, couldn't cling to the rungs anymore, and that was a change. He started making mistakes. He started getting too cocky. He started to think he was one step ahead when he was two steps behind, and that is a change in character. Might not have been your favorite, but maybe that's why a lot of people didn't like it. As far as Cersei, Cersei's a great answer. Cersei, going, going back to season one, along with Jamie, they go through different changes. Now, Cersei cements herself as more of the bad guys, the big baddie, but along the way, you absolutely see some of the stuff that Cersei uh, is doing and you see the perspective, you see the point of view, you understand the drive. Uh, there's something respectable about her love of her children, as weird as that seems. And yeah, this is not a woman's world. Absolutely not. And Cersei knows that. Even though she's trying to be like her father, she has to craft her own way. And in the show, I think she's a little more stronger. The book, she comes off as flailing a little bit more and failing to reach the levels that Tywin did. But that is, uh, you know, we're talking about the show mostly here. And even in the book, she does go through a change. And it, it, it's sympathetic. There is some sympathy. I've always said you can have sympathy for Cersei. And that's one of the things that the show kind of rolls out slowly. I think it starts... Very early on with that great scene with Robert Baratheon. That's right. I think a lot of great things start with Robert Baratheon. He is a complicated character as well. But when he tells her there was never a chance for them, that the marriage never had a chance to work, you see Cersei's heart break for one, again, for one split second, and she hardens her face, and uh, the change begins. And maybe right now you don't see her side. Maybe you're not completely in her corner. But when she talks about uh, her, her pregnancy right now and what that means... You kind of understand. You get her point of view. She's dug in in a tough world, and you kind of have to respect part of it. That sip of wine after destroying the Septa Baylor had a lot of people going, yep, I'm okay with it just this one time. What are changes in characters that you like? You let me know. What are the ones you didn't like? Call in. Let's hear it here on Daily Thrones. 
Hey Ken, just to go on the opposite end of the spectrum, so a character change of a character that I liked and then ended up hating. Now I knew it was coming because I'd read the books, but on the show, um, you know, I loved Shay at first. I thought she was a very interesting character. I loved how much Tyrion loved her, and I really thought she was committed to him. But it, but at that trial, when she gives that testimony against him, she 100% lost me. 100%. She knew the situation Tyrion was in. She knew he only sent her away because of things he had to do. She knew he, he deep down did love her. And to give testimony knowing that it was going to probably lead to his death, I absolutely hated her. And when Tyrion killed her, I did not feel bad for her, but I felt bad for Tyrion that he had to kill the woman he loved. So we've been talking here on Daily Thrones about characters that have changed Frenby from bad to good in your mind and caused you to rethink some things. we got some great answers. Eric has a great call about Shay. That is one of the characters that, that the change made you rethink what you would come to learn and know and, and, and just love about the character. I love Shay. I love how she stuck around. Uh, I love how uh, she is a little bit different on the show, a little, little bigger part, more personality. It makes more sense. In the books, it always came off to me as a little bit of just uh, Tyrion kind of was uh, a, a, attracted and attached a little bit more to this prostitute than others. Uh, you know, not 100% sure, but I think you guys know what I mean if you read the books versus the show. She's really flushed out a lot more. Uh, Tyrion is focused on another whore, another prostitute in his past, the one that he was married to. That drives more of Tyrion's story. Uh, where do whores go is that statement that is not on the show. That is very much important in the books to Tyrion and that storyline. So, show Shay, which is hard to say late at night, definitely went through a change, and it wasn't for the better in my mind. And and maybe it was a quick switch. I always felt the show did such a good job of writing her early on that when it came to the switch that they stayed true to the books on, they wanted that to happen. That is a they, a book plot point. They had to get to that point, and it almost seemed too too sudden. You see the seeds being being sown early on with uh, the, the sense of marriage and just kind of the look she was giving Tyrion. Tyrion kind of trying to do the right thing and we can't do this here now. We can't have sex anymore. All those kind of things. You saw it building up. But even when the switch happened, it, it felt a little too rushed for me. I think that that's because the show did such a good job of establishing, establishing her early, early on. But at the same time, I was disappointed. And like Eric said, when, when she was killed by Tyrion... Going for that knife, right? I did feel more sorry for Tyrion than I felt sorry for Shay. I felt if she had just... She had taken that offer from Varys. Everything would have been alright. But that's not how it works in Game of Thrones. Nothing is ever alright. Hey, Ken. In terms of breaking the wheel from Danny's point of view, I don't really think she's talking about instilling like democracy or some kind of change to the way the system works her whole character really from the beginning has been really tied down to Targaryen lineage and how important that she thinks it is and how she feels that being a Targaryen gives her the right to rule Westeros so I don't think she'd be the one to say no this isn't the way we shouldn't um it shouldn't be the Iron Throne it should be democracy it shouldn't be feudalism I don't really think she'd be the character to do that in all honesty, I think it would be Jon Snow because of his 
he's used to the way the night wa night's watch works and electing leaders and he wouldn't really want the responsibility of being the king of Westeros he'd want to instill a way to have somebody else take up that mantle Final thought today, and it's a great one from Billy. Guys, I can't say this enough. Your calls, your voice is so important to Daily Thrones. It's what makes this show so fun to do and so fun to even listen for me. I go back and listen to the show because of you guys and Billy. This is a great take. We've been talking about breaking the wheel and what that might mean. And a lot of people, because this is what Danny wanted to do, right? She wanted to break the wheel. She talks about that. Well, you know, maybe she's not the one to do that. I agree. I can see this idea that Danny, Danny wants to break the wheel for her own means. And I'm not saying that as Danny is a bad person, as a self-centered person, she's come a long way. She's learned some lessons, and I believe she is a good person. I know I talked this season about Danny going bad, that heel turn. I don't believe in that anymore. But I, I agree with what Billy's saying. Maybe she's so tied into her family legacy that maybe it's John who has a weird family legacy, a weird family history, and maybe doesn't feel connected to the one that he's supposed to be, the Targaryen history. Still feels like he's a Stark, but even that one, you know, that one, the Starks, they're, always, they're part of that wheel, but they're always at times been on the outside of it because they, they got that old, the blood of the old men, the first men. Um, did I just call them old men? Well, they're old. The first men, the blood of the first men. So, yeah, if the wheel's to be broken like we think it might be with democracy, I still think that might be John doing it. And not Danny. Maybe that's the final lesson she has to learn. We'll see. What do you guys think? Let me know. Call into Daily Thrones. You guys are great. Let's do it again tomorrow, shall we? See you then.